Who are you listening to? Like there's so much noise out there, but who are the people that you're seeking out? They're adding or sharing so much valuable wisdom and insight that you're following them on social media, you're reading their books, you're listening to their podcast. You can't get enough of them. In this episode, I want to share with you my top 10 list of people I'm listening to, the people that I'm seeking out, that I'm paying a lot of attention to. This is the Decide to Lead podcast. I'm Russ Hill. This podcast is for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for tips, ideas, thoughts on how to more effectively influence others. This is episode 57. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. If you haven't connected with me yet on your favorite social media platform, why? (laughs) If it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever one it is, I hope you'll uh, you'll make the connection with me. There are links in the show notes. The way you access those is just swipe up, swipe down. Depends on whether you're listening in Spotify or Apple Podcast or whatever app you're accessing or listening to this podcast. Just swipe over and you'll see the links in the show notes to connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube. You guys, I'm putting out content every day. Like I've massively stepped up the amount of content that I'm that I'm publishing. So it might be a 30-second video. It might be a text post. It might be a seven-minute kind of teaching video where I'm diving in depth on something on YouTube. If you haven't, so whatever, I'm not going to try to push you to one, one social media platform over another. Whichever one you use the most, I hope that you will connect with me. And I cannot tell you all how meaningful it is when you send me a direct message. I, I, I was reading through a few of them today, catching up on some messages I've received, and they they are massively valuable to me. I mean, I was watching some, or listening rather, to some audio somebody sent me on one of the platforms of, hey, Russ, and they were talking about listening to this podcast and sharing some thoughts with me, some feedback, and man, it made my week. Like it was so valuable. So the, the, the hard part of doing a podcast is you can't see anybody, right? You can't, you can't see the audience. You don't know their names. You don't know where they're at. You don't know who's listening religiously, who checked you out one time and, and who subscribed. And you just have no ideas if you're bringing value. So, um, Back in my radio days, and my media days, we had ratings. So that told us, oh, we've got, you know, 400,000 people listening to this person. We've got nobody listening to this person. The ratings helped us do that on podcast. You, you don't have much of that. There are some metrics out there. So we know thousands of people are listening to the Decide to Lead podcast, but I don't, I can't see their, I can't see your faces. So connect with me on social media and I'd, uh, I really value um, a direct message when you feel motivated to share some feedback. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to split this episode, if you will, or this topic into two episodes. I thought about doing it in one and it's just going to be way too long. And I have like this massive um, pet peeve about long podcast episodes, especially in this age. Right now we're in the middle of COVID-19 when I'm recording this kind of coming out. I mean, we're not coming out of it, but the states are reopening. People are coming out of their homes again. I went to the gym and the lake for the first times in forever. It was so awesome. So life's kind of returning to, it's not back to normal at all, right, you all? But it's it's getting, it, we're making progress. And so in the middle of this still, I don't want to steal a ton of your time because I know how busy you are. So I'm doing shorter episodes. So I'm just going to give you five 
of the 10 people on my list. And then in the next episode, I'll share the following five. Okay. So it's a good little trick too to (laughs) to get you to listen to more episodes. That's not why I'm doing it, but uh, that worked out convenient for me. Okay. So I'm going to go in order you all. I've spent a little bit of time, not a ton, but I spent a little bit of time thinking, okay, who should be on this list? Because I'm not a big consumer of social media. I'm a creator on social media. I spend time on those apps or on those sites like LinkedIn or whatever else, creating content, not consuming a ton. I consume some, but I... Um, but I'm mainly reading comments that people make about my posts, like on LinkedIn or 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 there are a few people that I follow and pay a ton of attention to because of the wisdom that they're offering and because of their lack of selling on those social media platforms and because they're real. I can't stand the people that that, you know, are posting pictures of them in their jet or whatever. I, I, just, I don't know. I don't need that. Like you're clearly posting to social media or putting out content to make yourself feel better, not to add value to other people. And so I don't spend a ton of time on them, but I, these are 10 people that I, you know, they, they, some of them will have tons of value for you. Others won't really fit into where you're at in life or your needs. But I just thought, you know what? I love it when people share with me where they're getting good ideas or information from. So why wouldn't I do that? So I'm going to go in order. Number one is the person I'm spending the most time consuming, listening to, paying attention to. Number 10 out of the 10 is the least, but I'm, they still made my top 10, right? So let's, uh, let's start with number 10. Before I do it, (laughs) one last disclaimer, there are two individuals that I didn't put on my top 10 list for a couple of different reasons. I'll explain as I, as I introduce them to you in a moment, but, um, I I just didn't feel right about putting them on the top 10 list. And I want to start with the first one, but I had to mention this person because on a list of people I am paying attention to, this person deserves to be on the list, but it doesn't really apply to business and it's in an area quite uh, uh, frankly around faith and I'm so sensitive I, I I don't have a problem talking about that I'm a person of faith in some of these episodes but I know some of you aren't or you hold different faith or different beliefs and so I never want to push that on anybody um, so there is someone and his name is Russell Nelson and Russell Nelson is the leader of the church that I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He is what we call the prophet, the president of the church, the leader of it. I find him to be a person of tremendous inspiration and hope and wisdom and insight. And I, I devour everything he puts out and he's on Instagram and he's got YouTube videos and he speaks to our church, the membership, the millions of people around the world multiple times a year, and I pay close attention to him. So you can understand why I wouldn't put him on the top 10 list because I'm not necessarily saying that he's like a business leader or whatever else, and I don't want to be pushy about my religion, but I couldn't mention the names of people I paid a lot of attention to without mentioning Russell Nelson. And so whoever you're, I hope there's somebody of faith Hope there's somebody that's inspirational, somebody who is um, that 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 you're paying attention to, and uh, that 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 fills that need for you. For me, it's absolutely remarkable individual, Russell Nelson. Okay, and and one other, and this is somebody who's up and coming, and so he didn't quite make my top ten list. He's kind of like an honorable mention, but I I I'm just enough of a fan to where I wanted to mention his name, and that's John Acuff. John Acuff is part of Dave Ramsey's team, 
in Nashville, and uh, he's the author of multiple books. And John's real he, he's like me in that he's growing his social media platforms. He's just like two or three years ahead of me. So he's got more followers. He's got more people paying attention. He's, he's written <laughs> seven times more books than I have. I've written one, but we haven't published it yet because I got to get that approved. And, and when that does happen, I'm so excited to share it with you. But uh, John, John's a little bit further down the road. But John is somebody who's created his own business. He broke off of corporate America. He, um, he's a dad, a husband. He's funny as could be. He's down to earth. He's just relatable. And so he's written books about like, should you leave corporate America? Should you go into entrepreneur land? Um, how do you finish things that you start? How do you, he's just written multiple books that I find super interesting. He's a rising star. I wanted to mention him, John without the H a cuff, a C U F F all these names and links to them are in the show notes as well. So don't worry about that too much. I'll put that in and you can tap on a link in the show notes. If there's one of these folks that you want to check out. Okay, let's go to number 10, number 10 on my list, Simon Sinek. I'm not going to spend much time talking about Simon Sinek because like all of you know who he is or the vast majority of you, right? Simon is, he's, the, the reason that I like him is because he thinks differently. And he's put out a few books you, you, you all know about, obviously, uh, around why, around leaders eat last. Um, so his content on servant leadership, his content on how leaders usually fail to talk about the why, we're really good at the what and the how, but we're not great at the why. I just think Simon's added a ton of a ton of value, insight, um, thinking. He's stretching our thinking. I think he. I think he was. I don't find him as valuable recently as I did years ago. His m- most recent book I, I thought was good, but not great. And and I think he has fallen into the trap a little bit of he 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 has to meet the demands of publishers. And because I've got friends who are New York Times bestselling authors, and I've watched them go through that process, I know how publishers demand tons of fluff. They want books that are a certain number of pages long. And I, I, you know, I've got a couple of friends that were getting the book to the publisher and they said, okay, the book is complete. It's what we wanted to say. And the publisher said, well, we need like 10,000, 15,000 more words. And these friends of mine were like, well, but we don't have anything else to say on this topic. It's complete. And they said, well, we're not publishing it without more. So what did they come up with? Just filler, right? Just filler. And so that's why so many books that you read, you're like, man, the first three chapters were killer, but then the thing fell off the, the chart. It wasn't good. That's because publishers demand that, which I think is stupid. And that's why I wrote my first book, Decide to Lead, which will be published sooner rather than later. I wrote it to be so tight and concise. I didn't want a single page in there that I didn't want in there. I want So I thought, you know what? I want someone to be able to read this in one night, two nights real quick and get the main points. And then if I have more to say, which I do, it will be in the next book or the next book. But let's keep them tight and concise. So my point with Simon Sinek is I think he's not as efficient in, in communicating his thoughts recently as he used to be. And I wish that he was more, more reachable, if you will, putting out more um, organic content. But Simon is, if you haven't tapped into Simon Sinek, you, you have to read um, his book about the why and um, Leaders Eat Last. Uh, th- those, are, those are some good books. Okay, number nine on my list, Brene Brown. Most women who are listening will know Brene Brown. I, um, she's a little too touchy-feely for me. 
But she, you can't argue, you can't debate with how much value she has added to, especially, I think, with people like me, men, in helping us think through there is a place. There is a place in, in, in business for us to be much more vulnerable, for us to be much more real, for us to show courage and be less um, polished, if you will. So I really like what Brene Brown has been bringing to leadership and to society on, for, on, on prompting people, poking and prodding them to get more into their vulnerable side and talk more about their failures and quit trying to be the resume Russ, if you will, right? Here's me in my perfect state. Here's the polished thing. There's so few weaknesses. Um, Brene has done just great work in, in pushing society to be more vulnerable. Again, I don't consume a ton of Brene's content, but I wanted her to be on the list because of the impact she's had on me in, in that space. A little too touchy-feely and and sometimes she gets a little bit into political leanings that I don't share. And I, and obviously, I don't judge anybody about that. I totally – I love the fact that people think differently than I do. I just don't really appreciate it when people kind of push me to think like they think. I, 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 I don't know that that's necessary. So there, every one of these folks has their faults and their strengths, right, like me and everybody else. But Brene deserved to be on the list. Number eight, Tom Bilyeu. A lot of you probably haven't heard of Tom, and some of these leaders are a little bit, or a lot, expletive. Um, they're a little bit, they're mature audiences, and so Tom, Tom's one of those folks. I follow him on Instagram. I find his post to be thought-provoking sometimes, and yet I, 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 I lean on the prudish side, you all, of language. I just, I, I wasn't raised in an environment, and I, and I haven't chosen to drop a ton of F-bombs. It just doesn't work for me. I don't judge anybody who does. I realize we all grew up in different neighborhoods and in different environments, and, uh, and so sometimes the tough language that, or the rougher language that people use doesn't work well with me. But so I, I'm going to throw out that disclaimer as I suggest that you check out some of these people. Um, and Tom's one of those that you have to be careful about. But I, what I love about Tom is Tom is raw. Tom is real. He, he's, he grew a company. It's massive. He made a gazillion dollars. He never has to work another day in his life. I think Tom might be 40, maybe 45, if that. And he's married. He lives, I think, in California. And he's just totally comfortable in his own skin. He, he, he speaks from a place of speaking of Brene and vulnerability. Tom shares all his vulnerabilities and his journey. And he, I love what he talks about in overcoming your zip code. I just think it's so powerful for those folks who weren't raised in privileged areas or didn't, didn't grow up in the land of entrepreneurs and, and thinking um, differently and who have had to scrape and all of that. I, I just think Tom is, is such an interesting mind, and I, I appreciate the value he brings to telling his story about building a business from scratch, really debating in his mind what his purpose was. Um, he, it, it, I think his best content's on Instagram, quite frankly, and I've seen Tom in person and found it super productive and valuable. Number seven, Brendan Burchard. Some of you will be familiar with Brendan. Brendan, again, is a little too touchy-feely for me, but I, I value his story. And Brendan has helped me a ton in helping me create my own brand and viewing myself not as an employee, but more as a contract employee or a free agent. 
I think there's so much value. I, for so many years, I viewed myself as a corporate citizen, you know, signing in for duty each day in the corporate planet, right? Ready to go to work. And, 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 and I, I don't want to, I don't want to make you think that I'm, I'm not a believer in the purpose and mission and totally committed to any organization I have or do work for right now. But I think there's so much more value for companies when employees view themselves as their own brand as the, as their own, as a free agent. When I'm a free agent and I join a professional sports team, if I don't bring value, if I don't have a make a significant contribution to this team, then when I'm traded in a few years or when I come to renew my contract with this organization, I'm not going to be worth that much value because I've been shown up in a dramatic way. So I think thinking like a free agent causes you to bring so much more value than if you think of yourself as a corporate citizen or as an employee. Just, you know, employee number four, six, five, eight. I, I, I think that diminishes your value. And Brendan has helped me with that. Brendan's got a great story. He was in an accident as a teenager that almost killed him. And so he has this unique perspective on where every single day of life is a gift. And he can get too touchy-feely, fluffy for me in some of the content he, he puts out. But the greatest value he's added for me is courses, online courses that he created and content that he puts out in two areas. Marketing, he's very smart in marketing and how to present yourself digitally. So much of what I do, I'm, I've learned and I'm modeling after Brendan and I, I have a ton of respect for him. The second thing that I find value is in him is building a business. How do you how do you do that? Whether you're building the business that you're employed at or you're building your own brand to help the business that you are employed by or you're an entrepreneur or whatever that might be. Brendan puts out a, 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 his best content, most valuable content for me is in that area. I don't get as much about the, um, you know, the posts he makes that are, um, believe in yourself and you can achieve your dreams. I, I don't want to diminish that, but it, I, I don't need that as much as some other people uh, potentially do. And again, I'm not judging that at all. It just, I'm just letting you know who these folks are. Brennan's written several books. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I think again, it's the publisher world. And, and I shouldn't say that because he, he some of the early books he wrote in his career were smaller and I think they might have been actually better. And I, sh I should go back and reread or read some of those. But like his book, High Performance Habits, some of you will find, find tons of value in it. I thought it was just stuffed way too thick. And, um, and I, I didn't need, I'm not someone who's looking for a ton of data. I want your wisdom. I want your story. And I think Brendan does that so effectively in social media, YouTube videos, his online courses. I th think he's, he's uh, not the best author. You can disagree, but that's just my my perspective. Brendan Burchard, number seven. Number six, Whitney Johnson. Whitney Johnson uh, is from the Harvard Business School. That's kind of where she um, got her got earned her stripes. She worked for a guy by the name of Clayton Christensen, who is kind of the father of innovation, the 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 thinker. He he, he is so well known throughout the business community on his his thought leadership around disruptive innovation. How do you, how do you create an organization or a team that's really um, able to compete in the future while at the same time performing well today? That is a massive struggle, especially for large organizations because you're reliant on the revenue coming in today. So you can't change too aggressively. Otherwise that's going to go away, but yet, you know, you need to shift in ways in order to compete five, 10, 15 years from now. So Clayton Christensen, the author of the innovators dilemma, just a real great thought leader who 
unfortunately passed away in the last six months or so. One of his protégés is Whitney Johnson. And what Whitney did is she took the thinking that she observed as she worked alongside Clayton Christensen, and she decided to apply it to the individual. How do you innovate as an individual? How do you, and her great book is Disrupt Yourself. Oh my gosh, it's so valuable. She took the S-curve of innovation and she applied it to individuals. If you haven't read that book, you ought to. Whitney spends most of her time on any social media. She's she's played around with all of them and she seems to have settled in on LinkedIn. Right now, I think she's doing once or twice a week. She's doing lives on LinkedIn that are valuable. Um, they're a little too long for me. I wish that they were 15 minutes instead of 45 minutes. That's one of the reasons I don't tune in because they're, they need to be a little tighter, but, but Whitney is, she's just a valuable, valuable thinker. And if you're trying to be innovative, if you, if you're kind of burnt out or you're not sure what the next you looks like or how to, how to keep yourself engaged in what you're doing, oh my goodness, go buy, <laughs> buy Whitney Johnson's book, disrupt yourself right now. So That is six through 10 with a couple of additional names on my list of top 10. In the next episode, I'm going to give you five to number one. Incredible names. People I'm spending a ton of time listening to, paying attention to, devouring. One of them, I read their 300-page book, which I never read a 300-page book anymore, Um, and they put out a book last week when I'm recording this, I read the whole thing in the, in over the weekend, I couldn't stop reading it. So much value that is just significantly, um, valuable right now in, in the world. And so that's, uh, that's my actual number one person that I'll, uh, I'll share with you. So number five through number one, coming up in the next episode, number uh, episode 58. If you aren't subscribed to this podcast, just tap on the subscribe button. You'll automatically get the next episode delivered to your phone. The other thing I want you to do is share with me who should have been on this list. Who, who am I not mentioning in this episode or the next one that you think, oh my gosh, Russ, how are you not listening or paying attention to this person? I would love for you to share that with me by direct messaging me on Instagram, Facebook, um, or LinkedIn. That would be, or you can go to RussHill.com and, and shoot me a message. I would love for you to do that. Okay, that wraps up this episode, number one through number five, coming up in episode 58. Hope you're all staying healthy. Hope you're doing well, and we'll talk to you soon.